Welcome to Voices of Indianapolis, where we explore the narratives of innovators, collaborators, and communicators shaping our city. I'm Jeff Edge, your host on this journey. Join us as we uncover their strengths, glean insights into their views of Indianapolis, and unravel the qualities that make them exemplary role models. Through candid conversations, we aim to illuminate their impactful projects, collaborations, and communication efforts that are propelling our community forward. Together, we'll celebrate these influencers, fostering inspiration and dialogue to forge a stronger, more united Indianapolis. All right, well, good afternoon. My name is Trinae Thomas. I am a proud Indianapolis Public Schools IPS Northwest High School graduate, a Ball State graduate, and an Indiana Wesleyan graduate and student. I currently serve in the capacity of Manager of Workforce Equity for the Markle Foundation, which is a philanthropic organization based out of New York. Um, and ultimately, my purpose and passion is doing anything that builds up people and systems and processes so that we can all enjoy, maximize life, liberty, and just really focus on that pursuit of happiness. What I do currently in working for the Markle Foundation is really focused on a skills-based approach to workforce development. So often when we think about workforce development, which I hope that you all are thinking about workforce and what that looks like for you and making sure that you're taking advantage of opportunities and resources that are going to help you transition from high school into, into the workforce. Um, but what we really want to do is make sure that we're focusing on what are those necessary skills so that you all can be successful. Successful. You know, so often we put an emphasis on maybe degrees, and degrees are good. I, I, I got a few of them. I, I, I like those. I'm um, an advocate for education, but also for just that personal development. We know that there are many ways for us to develop skills, um, and that requires us to take advantage of opportunities that are presented to us. You know, I mentioned that I'm a proud IPS graduate, but it's the experience and the educators um, in those schools that really helped me, one, develop a love for education, understand its importance, and understanding that it's a key to access opportunity. But also, taking advantage of, of that access requires me to do some work and do some development. And so learning that made me want to be a part of systems that help do that for other people. How did you get from like point A from point B? So I'd say like right out of high school, how did you get from there to where you are now? The first thing I want to say is going from point A to point B is not always a linear process. So that means it's not a straight line. It sounds like that when we say point A to point B, but there are some lessons, there are some challenges, there are some swerves, U-turns, roundabouts along the way to get there. But ultimately, it's being really aware of what it is that excites me, what it is that um, I'm passionate about, and really that, that self-awareness of what my purpose is. It's being able to listen, um, to fail, because sometimes we do things that we are comfortable with doing, and it seems like I should do this because this comes easy to me, um, but that's not always the case. Sometimes we need to fail, we need to fail forward, because when we get back up, we're in a new space, we've learned some new things about ourselves, our experience, so really through listening, um, trying, failing, learning, and just being in that constant uh, perpetual motion. Uh, would you say the whole process of trying and trying and trying again was to get to a specific point, or were you just trying to move forward in any way you could and then figure it out 
um, kind of like, hey, I want to get to this point, like about halfway through the process? A little bit of both. Um, so trying to, to see where I end up, but also trying with purpose. You know, it's being able to say, I'm good at this, not so good at this. What's an opportunity that I can get, learn, use to develop this particular skill? Um, so trying with purpose, but also just trying to, to, to constant be, constantly be moving. Um, when we stop or we get comfortable or we get complacent, um, then we become settled and, and we're not growing. And one of the things that I like to say, if, if, if you're not growing or developing, it, it's a dead situation. It's a dead space. Did anything in your life kind of tell you that you wanted to do what you do now? Or was it just kind of like a you always wanted to do it or was it like something just got to you one day and you wanted to do it? Yeah, so I think it goes back into really knowing yourself and reflecting on the experiences that you have. So you all have this amazing opportunity to participate in doing a podcast. That's a really cool opportunity that not many people get. Some of you might love every single aspect of it, and that's great. Some of you might hate every single aspect of it, and some of you might pick and choose which parts of it you like. And so after you have that experience, reflect on that. Like, I really liked asking questions. I really liked hearing people's stories. I really liked the technical aspects. So after you have an experience, taking that opportunity to reflect on it and see what you can take away from that experience, what about it excited you, what, what do you want to learn a little bit more about, where you could have gone deeper, and also, like, I don't like that, and if I had to do that for a living, um, I would be very unhappy. So just reflecting on the experiences you have, pulling out those good things and figuring out where to go deeper um, helps. And so for me, I was in situations where I was really always excited when I got to help someone else, when I got to see someone else's light bulb go off. Like those are the, the moments that resonated with me the most, no matter what the experience was, if someone was being helped at the end, if someone's life was being changed or altered, like that got me really excited and happy. So then I want to pursue no matter what the role or the title or the company that I'm working for, if it gives me an opportunity to help to assist somebody else or create better systems or processes, I raise my hand, sign me up, because that's aligned with, with what speaks to me, my passion, purpose, and my skills. So you would say that your main drive for a lot of this and your main motivator is to help other people and try and make a lot of things like within your area better? 100%. What is your job title again? Manager of Workforce Equity. What's that kind of look like day to day? Yeah, so it, it looks like helping people find solutions to a problem that we're experiencing. Um, so when we talk about workforce equity, we're talking about creating opportunities that everyone has access for quality jobs. So it's not just about who you know or, oh, I graduated from this school, so that gives me an in. It's really about making sure the system is fair and everyone has an opportunity to access it. And so in my current role, what I do is work with different organizations, national organizations, so that it gives like a bigger um, scope of influence to be able to say, okay, well, these are some things that you should do in your hiring practices that would make it more equitable. Um, maybe the interview process is not as transparent or open as can be, or maybe you're asking questions that are a little bit more biased. Um, a lot of organizations, like they say, we're hiring for fit. 
but typically that means we want someone who is just like us. But we know that organizations, society, everywhere performs a little bit better when there's a little bit more diversity in thought and experience. And so my role is to really help people understand the benefits of that and create better systems and processes to do that. If someone else were uh, struggling to get to like that kind of job or a job like that where they could help other people and they're kind of struggling to like find a way to get to that spot, what would your words of advice be for them? And so first of all, I would reiterate again that it's not a linear path. Um, and just to be perfectly honest, the spot that I thought I would be in when I was your age, at my age, was a civil rights attorney. Um, so that was what it was all fixed on. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to do this. But as I started paying attention to what excited me and what I was passionate about, I realized that there are multiple ways to do that. So the first advice I would give is just really identify what it is about this particular goal that you're trying to attain it. Is it for status? Is it for title? Is it for money? What, what is your motivation? First of all, be very clear about that because sometimes when we're, we're striving for something, we're motivated by the wrong thing and then you get it and it's like, I am not happy <laughs> about this. So really make sure that you know your, your motivation. And then it's a matter of, of making those connections and talking to people and taking advantage of opportunities to really say, okay, you know what, maybe I'm not qualified for this job just yet, but maybe there's an internship or apprenticeship that can help me develop those skills that will then get me required. So then it also goes back to don't be afraid to fail. So know your motivation, don't be afraid to fail, and take advantage of those opportunities that are available to you. Uh, so I, I take it you enjoy your job quite a bit. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've already given tons of wisdom. That's actually pretty cool. Um, what words of advice would you give to kids middle school to high school about like long term just overall getting to a job they want like is there another way you would word it as well or is it all kind of the same thing do what comes natural to your authentic self and understand that there are more than one ways that that looks you know sometimes you may say oh i want to go to hollywood um and be an actor and that's great but maybe you're more of a writer or maybe you really like set artistry, set direct, I don't know the appropriate term, but being clear that there are multiple ways to get to one path and, and, and get into one space. And again, just taking advantage of opportunities to explore that. Um, not trying to walk someone else's path. It's great to get advice and hear how other people have done it, but we are all destined for our own path. Um, so what may work for me may not work for you, but and, and that's okay. Sometimes we say, well, my friends are doing this, so I should do this, or everybody's in choir, maybe I should do choir. And it's no, do what comes most natural and most authentic to you. So kind of do what you enjoy and do it well? That's it. We need to switch roles. That was great. <laughs> uh, are there any examples you can give of something you have done before or are even doing now? 
examples of things that I have done before. So prior to um, my current role as manager of workforce equity, I worked at an adult high school. And so when I say sometimes you got to streamline and reflect on an experience and see what works best for you, at the adult high school, I loved working with people. I loved being in an educational setting. But what most resonated with me in that experience was really helping people develop um, for quality jobs. Um, I believe in the power of economic mobility, and so that just really means that people have the, the option and the access to find quality jobs, um, and with quality jobs comes hopefully, you know, better life, and that doesn't necessarily mean in pay. It means in flexibility. It means in autonomy. It means in feeling valued and belongingness and all those other things when we say quality jobs. And so as I worked in that space, I was like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm really about helping people get these quality jobs. And so that helped me move into another space where I was able to focus solely on that aspect of it. Thank you. Uh, do you know what you're working on now or what you're work, working towards now? So right now I'm working towards um, completing my, my Ph.D. in organizational leadership. Um, that has been a great experience and a challenging experience. Um, I'm working on helping organizations be more inclusive and understand um, what an inclusive organization looks like and how it's making space for everyone to feel like they belong and they matter in their work, work setting. Uh, do you know of any opportunities or uh, things that you know of that could be useful towards uh, us students of us uh, here? Yeah, I would say, one, listen to your teachers um, <laughs> because they, they are the key to unlocking a lot of those opportunities that, that exist. I would say seeking out opportunities for internships or apprenticeships. Um, I know Employee Indie does an apprenticeship program that's really good and allows students the opportunity to engage in spaces where they're developing skills and, and doing that exploration of, of what they like and what interests them. So take advantage of, of volunteering, you know, whether it's in your community or through your school, again, to develop those skills. There's more than one way to develop skills. Um, so take advantage of just any opportunity that's going to let you develop. Let's take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, Paradigm Games, for this episode, your ultimate destination for tabletop gaming excitement, conveniently located at 2479 North Meridian Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46208. But wait, that's not all, folks. Paradigm Games is not just your average game store. They are the proud hosts of the Wednesday Lorcana League Nights, where the action starts at 6.30 p.m. For just $10, you'll get a spot on the sheet and a booster pack to jump into the thrilling world of Lorcana. Plus, you'll be battling it out for monthly promos that'll leave you hungry for more. But wait, Paradigm Games has something special for all you Pokemon enthusiasts out there. Join them every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. for Pokemon League. And the best part? It's completely free. Gather your best decks, trade cards, and meet fellow trainers in the ultimate showdown. So whether you're a board game fanatic or a Pokemon trainer, Paradigm Games is your go-to destination for gaming fun in Indianapolis. Support our sponsor because they support your passion. How adaptable do you find your role? extremely adaptable um, and so when we talk about like that skill development adaptability is something that's what we call a transferable skill something that you're going to need for any job in any context um, and so in my specific role like I mentioned I work with a lot of different 
organizations. And so some organizations may need focus on one thing. Um, and so I'm, I'm in that zone helping them focus on maybe their hiring practices. Another organization, they may need some work with capacity building um, is what we call it. And so I'm, I'm helping with that. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of different time zones. I have people that I work with that are in LA. So I might have to wake up a little bit earlier <laughs> for those meetings. Um, so there's all kind of ways to, to be adaptable. Yeah, but extremely adaptable. What's your favorite skill that you use the most? Ooh, that's a good one, Phoenix. I like that. Um, the, my favorite skill that I use the most, um, communication. Communication is a very powerful skill. And, and so be able, being able to do that, whether it's speaking or writing or listening, is a part of communication. So that will be my favorite. What are soft skills? Um, which ones are, which ones are employees looking for, and how can we develop them while still in high school? Yeah. Um, so soft skills are those things that are again kind of those transferable skills that are needed in the workforce period, no matter the job. Um, timeliness is one of the main soft skills that workers or employers are looking for. And so when we say timeliness, you know, that's the ability to show up, not right before your shift starts or right before you clock in, but show up so that you were ready to go. Um, timeliness also talks about like how you show up, you know, just because you're there, but you're still, you know, waking up and, and, and getting the, the crust at your eyes and still got that morning attitude that's that's not necessarily timeliness because you're not showing up in the right space to get to it how you can develop that um, you start that practice now here at school you know are you do you show up on time are you on time for your classes when there's deadlines with assignments to be done how are you organizing yourself to make sure that you're able to meet those deadlines so timeliness is a main one communication um, how you're able to communicate again whether that's written or spoken you know do you communicate with an attitude uh, realizing that your body language is communication um, all of those things and so you develop that in your interactions with people here in the school setting how do you communicate with your teachers versus your peers how do you communicate with purpose when you're working on a project with someone and things have to be done um, mindful communication um, and just the willingness to learn like that that in itself is a skill sometimes we go into spaces and we're like you can't tell me nothing I know all of this and then you'll find yourself exited right out of that space because we all have something to learn and so your willingness to do that is a skill and hopefully you're developing that here at the school how do you balance pursuing your passions and interests with the need to secure stable employment that's a very good question. Um, I think one, it goes back to, to knowing what motivates you. Um, and so having to be honest with yourself, am I, am I more motivated to pursue my passion or am I more motivated for a big check? Um, and that sounds like it, sometimes it can be both and sometimes it cannot be both. But I think understanding, you know, certain the reality of certain jobs um, and what's most important to you. And so for me, I think I look for those opportunities to pursue passion because that, that overall happiness and well-being is more important and a motivating force for me. Um, and so you look for jobs that allow you to, to meet both of those needs, really. 
Um, have you been in a situation where you like had to sacrifice one for the other? Oh, that's a good question. Have I been in a situation when I've had to sacrifice one another? I think I can honestly say no. Um, and that's because I, I know what I'm passionate about and I have I've done the work to reflect and be clear about what it is that motivates me. And so I, I don't take positions that are not aligned with that. Um, have there been opportunities where I could have um, and I had to look at the bigger picture like this check looks really nice but then I had to balance that but would I be happy earning this check and so for me the decision is always about what's going to to contribute to my overall happiness and well-being so no I have not been in a situation that's a very good question though thank you what are your thoughts on importance of setting long-term goals versus being open to unexpected opportunities in one's career journey? Excellent question. Um, I think you gotta do a little bit of both. It's good to have that North Star and know where you're trying to go um, and ultimately achieve. But I think it goes back to, like I said before, understanding that there's not a straight line. And so those twisty, turny paths, you know, some of them will help you come to realizations about yourself that, that you didn't know to be true. Um, so again, going back to the example, my North Star when I was your age, civil rights attorney. I wanted to help people, power to the people. It's all about the people. Um, I took some detours and some different paths to get there. And because of some of those those turns and twists of life, I realized, one, there are different ways to help people, but also I don't think that I would like the structure and, and the formality of law and being in the courtroom. Um, I like a little bit more creativity. So it helped me to, to, even though I had that North Star, it helped me to kind of adjust it and bring it into focus because I thought it was a specific job instead of a specific objective but being open to some turns and challenges helped me kind of develop my interest a little bit more and understand what it was, what I wanted to do ultimately. Good question. Is this, have you like done any other similar jobs to this or is this like the first time doing this specific job? So this is my first time doing this specific job. However, this job has some skills that I developed in other jobs. So while I'm applying those skills in a different way, um, it, it requires some of the same things. So it goes back to like when you're doing that development and skills, it may look different how you use them, but kind of, kind of the same opportunities. Good question. How long do you think it takes to earn a skill? Or do you have like a specific time or a specific strategy to learning skills? Dang, Oprah. That's a very good question. Um, so what we typically say is you want to reach skill mastery. And I think that comes differently for different people. We know that you learn skills through repetition. 
Um, so understanding that the first time you do something doesn't mean that you're going to be great at it, that it, it takes a little bit of effort. But I think everyone's process towards developing a skill may be a little bit different because then you get into different learning styles. Some people learn best by reading about something and then they're like, aha, I can pick that up. Some people have to do it a couple of times before they're able to like, okay, now I got it. Some people need to observe it being happening or or, or being done before they can say, oh, I can pick up on it. So I think there's there's no set time, um, but you have to do, you have to be in alignment with like how you best learn to develop that skill. And then you'll know when you have that mastery of that, like, okay, yes, this, this, is, this is second nature for me. I'm good at this. What are the most promising career fields or industries for the next generation and why? Oh, excellent question. Um, so have y'all heard of AI? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about AI, we understand that about in the next five years, about 50% of jobs that are held by black and Latinos specifically are going to be subject to automation. Um, and so that doesn't necessarily mean that that those jobs are, well, those jobs are going away. However, it creates different jobs um, because someone has to program the AI, right? Someone has to tell the AI what to do. Someone has to, to manage it. Someone has to do all the tech, the software, service, all that stuff. So long story short, I would say in tech, um, yeah. And that's why, because AI computers are taking over. They are not. They are. Do you know what type of people you have worked with before? Oh, I have worked and enjoy working with all types of people. Um, and it's because of that enjoyment that my, my primary focus is helping organizations be more inclusive. Um, there's Everyone brings a different value to the situation from their experience, their lived experience, their worldviews. Um, so yes, I've... I've any type you can name, I've, I've worked with them. Uh, which work do you think you see more, uh, I guess, value in working with children, like students or adults? Ooh. Well, since I'm in a room full of brilliant <laughs> students. <laughs> no, I think really working with students. Um, you all are open, receptive. Um, and you, yeah, students. I can go on and on about that, but I appreciate the ability to help kind of set you all on on a course and, and that self-discovery. Thank you. Yeah. Is there a type of people, person, mm -hmm. since you say you love to help many different, mm -hmm. that, um, is there some people or a type of people that you won't help? Oh. That's a good question. I would have to say the answer is no. I will help anyone who is seeking and willing to be helped. There are some times where there are people that may be more frustrating to help, and those are the ones who don't want to, to take part or, or have a responsibility in their own success. That becomes frustrating when I want it for them more than they want it for themselves. Um, but there, there is no type of person that I will not try to help. If that's the case, was there, a, was there a certain time or spot that you will draw the line and stop helping because they just won't try? 
sometimes, and I think Coach Riggs just also kind of held this example, um, help looks different. Sometimes help is based on your presence, and sometimes help is based on your absence. And so even when we've reached that, that line of like, okay, now I need to step back and let you do this on your own. And that is also help because I am empowering them to do it on their own. So no, I don't think there's a line. I think it shifts in what that help looks like, but there's not a line in which it just stops. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people process different emotions and mm -hmm. view them differently. Mm -hmm. Stress is definitely one of those biggest ones, one of those, one of those bigger ones. How would you say, what is your view on processing stress and how do you think it's done healthily, especially out of high school and that stuff as you get into the real world and how do you like manage that? Very good question. Um, very appropriate question um, as we think about what it takes to be successful in the real world. Um, and I think the first thing is, again, and it always goes back to, to know that self. So being aware of what your stressors are um, and sometimes you can avoid putting yourself in those situations that are going to cause stress. Sometimes it is unavoidable. And so if you know what your triggers are and you know that you may find yourself in one of those triggering contexts, um, being able to identify those appropriate coping skills that work for you. You know, there may be some times where there's meetings that I go into and there may be an individual that's triggering um, just based on their, their response or their attitude. And so I can't avoid meeting with that person because I can't say, oh, you trigger me. I don't want to meet with you. That's, that's not realistic. We have a job to do. We have objectives. So maybe before going into that meeting, the coping skills that I have to use is maybe I'm blasting some Beyonce to get information beforehand. Maybe I'm taking some deep breaths. Um, you know, I, I like essential oils, so maybe I'm doing that to get myself in, in a good space before engaging with that person. So it's knowing what your triggers are and what coping skills work best for you and for, for everyone that, that may be different. It might be music, it might be taking a walk before or after something happens. If you know your trigger, you can get yourself in the best headspace beforehand. If you have been triggered unexpectedly, you know, what can you do in that moment? And sometimes it's just being able to um, have the, the, the power and the courage to say, you know what, I may need a moment I'll be back, I, I need to process some things. So being able to own where you are, but also own how you get over that, that spot. So you cope stress by bracing for impact when you can tell it's incoming and taking a step back when it's come unexpectedly? That would be good, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Anderson Cooper. You got some brilliant uh, journalists. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, we got another question? <laughs> would you rather be famous for like the work that you do or like the impact that you've made wowza <laughs> gail king <laughs> y'all y'all keeping it coming would i rather be famous for the work that i do or the impact that i made i would say the impact um because it's not about me and if i've done my work well the impact and that legacy will, will live on for others. And so I would much rather for others to have been developed or have had breakthroughs or have access or just a, a different pursuit of happiness. So the impact and not necessarily the work. Brilliant question. <laughs> Thank you.
Good job, yo. 